Welcome back, family. If you're tuned in, you're listening to another episode of Hex in the City with your host, Zuri Monet. Today on this episode, I want to talk to you guys about Venus retrograde, what you can expect and how you can prepare and how you can get your mind right so that you can survive the celestial shift. So go ahead and kick back, relax, get everything you need, grab some juju because we're taking it there. It's Hex in the City. So we're back, you guys, and I'm very excited for this episode because I actually really enjoy Venus retrogrades. Um, they they seem to have a different energy than Mercury retrogrades for me personally, and with the timing of you know this social distancing and a global pandemic. It's very timely um, that Venus will retrograde now, and the energy that is emitting is giving us the opportunity to really um, slow down and revisit cycles or themes from our past and really pay attention to how that's affecting um, our level of self-care and our relationship with ourself in the present. So the themes of Venus, because Venus is um, a different planet than Mercury, right? So when Mercury goes into retrograde, for me, I feel more of a sense of like frantic energy initially um, because I'm used to things kind of going awry with Mercury retrograde. So communication can be stunted. You might lose shit. Your plans might get canceled. Things might get held up, pushed back, delayed. Um, and so there's a little bit of a, a frantic energy or kind of like a nervous tension about like what the hell is going to happen this Mercury retrograde, right? For Venus retrograde, I tend to feel more open to whatever the stunts might be because of the themes of Venus and what she rules. So if you're not familiar with the planet Venus, Venus rules over things like love, beauty, money, creativity, harmony, um, value, what we value. And so when a Venus retrograde occurs, you are likely to have things from your past that connect to any of these themes popping up and giving you something to think about. Now, what most people are used to hearing from retrogrades, especially Venus, is that people that you used to talk to or date or be in love with are going to pop up, which is very common. And I think now, especially since we're under this quarantine, that people from your past might feel more inclined to reach out either because of their own stress or anxiety or loneliness, or maybe just because they know that there is no um, there's no chance that you guys are going to rectify or get back together, but there's something about the energy of this time that kind of makes you want to reach out and just send some good energy or just at least make sure people are good, even if they're people who you know you're not going to be with or reconnect with in a deep way. So for myself personally, I think I've had how many instances of exes? Let's see, one, two, three... One, two, three, four, four instances of exes popping up. And when I say popping up, I don't mean that my exes were on my line, like, let's get back together. I love you. I miss you. Da, 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 da. What I mean is that they just popped up. So either like a text message or a phone call, or maybe I saw something that reminded me of them or they um, 
liked a picture or whatever, but they kind of popped up in a way that felt very Venusy. Like it didn't seem like that would have happened outside of this time. And because I'm not necessarily at odds with anyone from my past per se, I wasn't really turning my nose up like, ooh, the fuck, why are you hitting me up? Kind of. But also I had to give myself some some uh, some grace in the moment of Venus to be like, hmm, what do you think? What's the message here? Or what's the purpose of this, right? So it's really important to be able to be reflective because a lot of times when people from our past pop up, depending on how it ended, ego is kind of like blocking that and not even just blocking it saying that you don't want to speak to them but just kind of blocking yourself off from even focusing your energy on what happened over there and how it affected you so when people from your past specifically these lovers these exes um back on your line number one i want you to think about whether or not the person who's contacting you is even worth a response because a lot of times that is the lesson of venus retrograde Everyone doesn't deserve access to you and um, they're going to hit you up. They're not going to stop. But is is it, you know, are you still open to that? Because sometimes that's the lesson. Like you don't have access to me anymore. There's nothing else to say and I'm okay with that. So that could be your situation. Now, if you do choose to entertain conversation or communication from an ex from your past, while you are in the midst of busting it up with them and kikiing or whatever the energy of the conversation is, take some time to ask yourself, what did you learn about yourself from your relationship with that person? Don't focus on who did what or who was wrong. And of course, in order for you to get to what you learned, you're going to have to cycle through the ins and outs of the relationship. So if there was wrongdoing, if there were hurtful acts, you are going to have to revisit that. But try not to get stuck on the hurt or the disappointment. Push yourself through to think about how it um, molded you and what you learned from the relationship and how that contributes to who you are right now. That is an ID, an ideal thing to remember when these X's are popping up. Don't get it in your mind that because X's are popping up during retrograde, that it means that you're going to um, be pushed to get back with them because that's not the case. But that could be the case. So depending on the person that is reaching back out to you, you also need to evaluate whether or not this is something that you want to reopen. I would not advise trying to make that decision right away, especially since we're like still in retrograde. But if you do want to entertain the idea, at least give yourself um, give yourself an, until we're out of the shadow period to make a final decision on it long-term. You don't have to make a long-term final decision right now during retrograde. And it will be over on June 25th. So you'll have that amount of time to decide what you want to do and how you want to carry yourself. Um, another thing that you may see popping up are themes relevant to your relationship with money. So money matters from the past or cycles from the past are coming up now and it's pushing you to ask yourself, what is my relationship like with money? Is it a positive one? Is it a healthy one? Do I feel um, worthy of having resources? Do I feel that I can attract the abundance that I that that I deserve? Do I even feel deserving of it? What's my relationship like with money and resources? And it might be time to think about um, some mistakes that you've made in the past surrounding money and how you can be better. 
Again, I wouldn't say that you need to rush to um, get a loan or get a credit card or you know revamp your budget. You don't have to rush to make any hardcore decisions during retrograde. It's more of a time to just slow down and reflect. And then you can wait until after retrograde is over to make any difficult decisions or any long-term decisions. Something else that may happen during Venus retrograde is that friends will pop up. Friends from your past, not just lovers, but people who you were close to and may have fallen out with may pop up. And it doesn't necessarily mean that these people are contacting you directly, but you could have dreams about them. You could find something that reminds you of them. Someone could randomly mention them to you. And you can use your intuition um, when these things happen and cipher through. But the same can be said about these relationships. What did that friendship teach you about yourself? And how did that lesson contribute to where you are today in this moment, in the quarantine, during the pandemic, right now, while you're in the house, um, in the midst of spring, what is it teaching you about who you are today? It can be overwhelming to do all of this reflection. Um, so you don't have to, you don't have to do it all at one time. Um, but just so that you are aware that these are the things that are, um, that could possibly present themselves and you just have that information. Um, another theme that presents itself that I mentioned was this uh, relationship that you have with yourself. So what is your sense of self-love like? What's your inner relationship like? This is especially important because we are in the house more now than we have been. So it gives us more room to think about what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong in quotes and how we can fix fix these things. So what is your relationship like with yourself? Are you, um, are you, do you have positive self-talk? Are you saying positive things to yourself? Is your inner voice negative? If it is, where is that coming from? What are the negative things that you're saying to yourself and how can you change that narrative and change that dialogue. Um, Venus is really, really um, a sensual energy. It's a sexual energy. So this is also a time for you to think about um, your relationship with your body, how you feel about your sexuality, your intimacy with yourself before anyone else, and how you feel within your own um, your own body? Do you feel like a stranger within your own body? Do you feel welcome? Do you feel at peace? Is there a harmony there within yourself? And if not, how can you change that narrative so that you do feel a loving energy permeating from within? Now, one very, very key thing about this retrograde in um, this Venus retrograde is that it's in the sign of Gemini. And Gemini is the planet that deals I'm sorry, Gemini is a sign that focuses heavily on communication. So when these people and these ideas and these relationships and things are coming back and you're peeling back all the layers, you really need to ask yourself, is there a conversation that needs to happen that I've been avoiding or a conversation that I wanted to have and never got a chance to? And now I feel like I'm in a better, stronger place to have that conversation. And what I'm noticing for myself, especially, is that sometimes these conversations that need to happen are conversations that I need to have with myself. Uh, this Venus retrograde has definitely mirrored back a lot, a lot, just a lot of shit um, to me. 
And to be honest with you, it caught me a little off guard uh, because when it comes to doing healing work and having been doing it for as long as I have, I kind of, you know, I feel like I know I have a, a pace. I know my pace. I know my rhythm. I know what I need to work on and what I'm still struggling with and what I'm still healing from. Like I know my own shit, you know, the same way you know yours or you should. So when this Venus shadow period happened, shadow period, I'm talking before the actual retrograde was here, early, um, early, let's say, I, I feel like in April when the shadow period occurred, I was already getting hit with the shits, like from relationships and family and my inner voice, I was already being like bombarded with like, okay, girl, get your seatbelt on because this is about to be a ride for you. Um, and I realized that a lot of the conversations that I do need to have are ones, not just with other people, but with myself and things that I haven't fully accepted or paid attention to. And it was, um, it was kind of overwhelming, but I was also grateful because it was like an aha moment and some things just made so much more sense. And even though there was more healing work there for me to do, there was clarity there surrounding how I was going to approach these things. And so I was very grateful for that. So understand that it is likely you are going to have to have a conversation with someone or with yourself about something difficult. Do not force yourself to have conversations. If you don't feel ready, then you don't have to. And just because the energy feels like, you know, someone is trying to have a conversation with you and you feel that intuitively, you know that if you're not ready to talk about something, it's better to just hold the boundary and wait until you're at a better place than to try to forge through it before you have your thoughts clear. And I, and I am um, a testament to that. Um, slow down, reflect, and use the time, you know, at your own pace. Um, those are just some key things, little key things, uh, takeaways about Venus. A lot of information to process. So we're going to take a break um, and we're going to come back and get into my own personal journey throughout this Venus retrograde and what it's been revealing. Um, so it's Hex in the City and we'll be right back. All right, so I mentioned to you guys earlier that one of the, the defining moments for me throughout this retrograde so far has been realizing the conversations that I've needed to have with myself that I haven't had. And... Um, it's so interesting the way that this this insight came to me and how I was able to process it. It's so it's just so interesting to have to peel back layers. Um, and for me, it's been less about relationships with exes. And I, and I don't want to say that there hasn't been any reflection there because there's definitely been a lot of energy surrounding the relationships that I've had and how all of that shit has um, affected me. But firstly, I want to just acknowledge that this virtual grade has been showing me 
a lot about my family dynamic and the conversations that I need to have with myself as it pertains to family and relationships, familial relationships. So I don't know if that is the case with you guys, and you can definitely reach out and share your thoughts if you agree, but I've definitely been very reflective over um, things in my family dynamic and what conversations look like in my family. And I think this Gemini energy is hitting very, very hard because I feel like I'm talking to myself more about shit that I may have been in denial about or maybe just not been aware about. People are talking to me more, um, specific people are talking to me more about things that they're realizing that are very much aligned with how I've been feeling for a long time. And I'm also just examining what conversations look and feel like in my family and how that can be shifted, if it can be shifted, and what that means for the person that I am. And so I think that it, you know, I think there's just this aspect of Black families, unfortunately, and I can only speak for Black families because I'm in a Black family. So I'm not saying that this doesn't happen in other people's families, but in Black families where um, open communication doesn't always happen. And it's not... um, it's not held up as this pillar of like how we're going to operate. A lot of times, especially if you have a religious family um, or Southern or old school that you don't really talk about a lot of things. It's either like, this is how this goes because this that's what I said, or there is no conversation about it. And it's kind of like you put the pieces together as yourself and you move on from it with whatever, whatever, you can make sense of in your own childlike mind. And um, if you dare try to mention or bring up or have the audacity to say how you felt about something, it's often seen as disrespect. And so, you know, we become adults and we see how those learned behaviors develop like coping mechanisms, defense mechanisms, how it affects us as adults and in our relationship with adults. And so this Venus retrograde for me mirrored back a lot of family um, family issues that also roll over into who I am in relationships. And it was like a mind-blowing realization, super overwhelming. It's like all the shit was just like flooding in at one point. And I was realizing oh, this happened and that did this to me. And that's why I am this way that I am in certain relationships. And for me, it was kind of shocking because a lot of the healing work that I've done for the past 10 years with myself has been centered around my abandonment issues from my dad. And so it's always just easier to go straight there because unfortunately for a majority of people, their dad is the person who wasn't there or um, created some cycle in the family or did something that was unhealthy or toxic. And so the, the wound is with the father. And what Venus has taught me, and I don't know if the connection here is just because Venus is a feminine energy, is that I also have mother wounds. And I really had to give myself permission to like say that out loud because it's something that I knew 
but it's something that I don't really focus on a lot. It's kind of difficult to go there energy wise. Um, and those things aren't as obvious and not at the front of my brain as much as other issues that I have to work through. So this Venus is really showing me that, you know, you have mother wounds and a lot of people have mother wounds and um, it's okay to acknowledge that because it is a breakthrough of healing for you and for your family, hopefully, and for the family that you are going to have and create if you want one. So personally, I've been really challenged with um, how I want to move forward with my voice. My voice with myself and my voice with others, not just my family, but in relationships. How am I going to strengthen my voice and how am I going to remind myself and keep reminding myself that I don't need to compromise my voice in order to make other people feel comfortable. And that's been just a big thing for me. Um, and now that we had new moon in Gemini and Gemini season, and we have Venus in Gemini, it's like all these shifts are pushing for me to really, really focus on my voice, my throat chakra, and how that contributes to what I'm trying to manifest. So... I want you guys to really just be aware of your voice. Think, spend, take some time, um, spend some time with yourself and journal about, you know, what is your voice? What, what does your voice sound like? Is it confident? Is it strong? Is it loud? Is it a quiet voice? Is it meek? Is it honest? Is it dishonest? Is it a voice that prioritizes other people's feelings over self? Um, and where, what areas of your life do you feel like there's some conversations that might need to be had? If it's not with you, then who? And is it possible to have those conversations? And if so, how are you going to do that? Uh, I don't think that because we're always so busy and um, we have so much going on and so much to think about that sometimes we really don't slow down enough to talk about shit, things that are important. And so this energy is really calling for us to, to do that. And um, you don't have to be in a rush to figure anything out, but it's okay to just talk. You could talk through it and not even know where the conversation is actually going to go if it makes you feel better. But we want to let go of whatever has groomed us to feel like silence is healthy when vulnerability is really what frees us. And we all deserve to feel that freedom of being transparent and getting our feelings out. And this by no means, like, I, I don't mean that you should just go blabbing all of your personal information to any and everybody in the, in the spirit of vulnerability and transparency. But in our relationships that mean shit to us, people who are close to us, um, we have to set the foundation of how those relationships go. And a big part of that is our voice and what we say. And so I'm challenging myself and I'm challenging you guys to respect the power of your voice and use it with honesty, use it um, with intention and um, use it as often as you need to, as loudly as you need to, um, in order for you to, to work through whatever you're working through and get closer to becoming that. 
Um, we're going to take another break and then I'm going to come back with one of my favorite segments um, in Text in the City and stay tuned. <laughs> Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. Now, before I start with this segment, and before I give you guys my two poor unfortunate souls, I wanted to share that my first submission, regrettably, is someone who, outside of the context of what happened yesterday, would never be on this list. And I didn't want to do it, but I figured I just needed to because I was thoroughly disappointed with what happened. So now I don't know if y'all know, but Usher and Verizon had put together this live concert that he was supposed to be doing yesterday to raise money for small businesses, I think. I believe it was a pay it forward hashtag. So when I saw it, my friend Miyasha sent it to me in a group chat. Shout out Mimi. And she's like, Usher's going to be doing a concert. So I'm like, it's lit. I love Usher. We in there. So we got our nose pressed up against the glass at eight o'clock on the dot. HDMI cord from the laptop to the TV screen, like ready to go. And they not ready. So we on Verizon's page. We on Usher's page. We're getting nothing. Um, it's... 8.05, 8.06, before you know it, it's like 8.14. And finally, on Verizon's YouTube channel, Usher pops up, ah, like halfway in the middle of a note. So I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, how you're in the middle of the song. So like, whatever, it's Usher, we in here. Hopefully you play Come Follow Me, because that's my song. He got hits for days. So we're trying to get into the pace of the live. And it was like it was kind of like a joke like Jermaine Dupree was I don't know what he was doing Usher was kind of like laughing and talking he dropped the iPad he was like asking somebody to bring him a lighter he would like start songs and then just kiki and move on to the next song and then there was like one homeboy in there with the mask on like y'all could be silly if y'all want to I'm not trying to get that Rona so we're just like watching them bumble around. Now, don't get me wrong. Usher sounded great. The songs that he did sing, but he sang like three songs. So they came on at 8.15. He did like one song. They started talking for about 20 minutes about a bunch of shit. People who passed away. I think they were talking about COVID. Some lady who was a chef and I think her, she was doing catering for, you know, frontline workers and essential workers, which is great. But we didn't tune into this live to hear y'all talk, to hear y'all talking for longer than Usher was singing. So after that 20 minute chat and chew, Usher did like one or two more songs and then all of a sudden, he just started saying, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. And we just kind of like, because I was on FaceTime with um, my friends while we were watching all this together, gagging in live time. Like, is it over? Um, thank y'all for tuning in. And we love y'all. And stay careful and be safe. And I look up and it's like 8.46. So you came on at 8.15 
you talked for about 20 minutes and then you managed to get out of there before the hour was even over. So my first poor unfortunate soul is going to have to be Usher and Verizon and just Jermaine Dupri just for shits and giggles because we really wanted that. We we wanted to hear songs. You had hits for days. We didn't really, wasn't really feeling that, especially with the momentum that we've been having from the versus battles. It just, just missed the mark. Definitely missed the mark. So I don't know if any of y'all were tuned in, if y'all felt the same way, but I was definitely gagging. I don't know what that was. And I honestly feel like we deserve a round two. So that's my first poor unfortunate soul. I'm so sorry, but Usher, Raymond, you got to get it together. We deserve more. Um, And my second poor unfortunate soul, and now that I'm actually thinking about it, I feel like this person needs to have a seat, but I almost feel like they need to slide over a little bit and make room for me on the seat too, because I think I need to, I also need to have a seat just for um, entertaining it as long as I did. But so in the spirit of Venus retrograde and people from your past popping back up, I have this person in particular who I was um, like, I guess, I don't even know if you want to say dating because you, when you're a teenager, is that really dating or just like playing around. But from a teen, from like when I was a teen, somebody who was my boyfriend as a teenager. And I haven't seen um, this person outside of teen years. Like, you know, some people that you knew when you were a kid, you, at least you see them in adult life or you, you know what I mean? You maintain some type of relationship or communication, even if it's just memes and mess or social media, but I really don't have any interaction with this person at all. I haven't seen them since I haven't seen them in like 15 years. Um, so every so often, like every so often over the years, since about 2011, this person has been messaging me small talk, like, Hey, what's up? What's new? How you doing? Hey, what's up? What's new? How you doing? And it's like, they start off by saying, Hey, how are you? And because I'm kind, I say, I'm great. I'm blessed. I'm grateful. How are you? And then they say, I'm good. And then they say, what's new? And then I'm like, da, da, da. And then they say something else. And it's just like, okay, this is getting this. So it started in 2011. And then they sent me a few little messages throughout and it was small talk. And then they just fell off. And then in 2012, they sent me something. And then in 2014, like at one point, four years went by and then they hit me up and was just like, what's new? And I'm like, shit, a lot of shit is new. Like it's been four years. Like I just don't understand what, what it is that you want. So I'm not saying that I had an issue with this person because had you hit me up and was like, hey, you know, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are you doing? And then get to the meat of what you're actually trying to say. Like, are you trying to hang out? Did you want to tell me something? I just can't bring myself to believe that after 15 years, you're just checking in to be like, hey, what's up? What'd you do? How you know? How you doing? What's it been? And then one, one check-in in particular that I forgot, almost forgot how much it blew me until the person hit me up the other day. And then I happened to scroll back up in the thread and see all the other times that they had was like, what's up, what's up? So another time in the past, this is back when I was 27, they hit me up. Hey, what's up? How you doing? What you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Then they immediately went into, are you married? Are you engaged? Do you have any kids? Of course the answer was no, no, no. And I'm like, you know, why'd you ask that? Kind of like in a, interrogation sort of fashion. 
And he was like, because your ass getting old. So y'all know that I was like gagging and clutching my pearls. Cause I'm like, what? Who are you talking to? And he's just like, yeah, your ass is getting old. And I'm like, well, I didn't think that 27 was like the staple age to be married or have kids, but okay. Like women have kids, you know, in their late thirties into their forties and whenever they want to. And he's like, yeah, but you ain't those women. And you don't, you don't want to be old as shit running around behind no babies. Like I'm gagging that you're coming into my inbox asking me how I'm doing. And this is what you're saying to me, clocking my love life and my uterus and telling me that I don't want to be old as shit and lonely. And I was 27 then. So Lord knows how much he wear me out now at 31, knowing that I still ain't got no kids, ain't got no man. And I'm not living up to his standard. So he was proceeded to tell me, you know, I'm not those women. Yeah, some women do have babies in the 40s, but I'm not them. And that's not a good look. And da, 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 da. So y'all know me being me, I clapped back and had to give him a little bit of womanist, feminist energy. And he didn't like that. And then he fell off. But then sure enough, maybe in like two months or so, he popped back up. Hey, how you doing? What you doing? How you doing? And then I think he sent me a video or something after that. And then in current times, he sent me a text some days ago saying, how have you been? Now, I didn't respond because I just am exhausted at this point because I, I can't, I, I don't like small talk in general. Like I make room for small talk when I'm meeting someone new because it's like, look, this is the very, very beginning. So I have to kind of entertain a little bit of small talk, but I am not a small talk type of chick. Like I, I'm, I have depth. And if you're hitting me up when we literally haven't seen each other since I had perm in my hair, I need to understand what is the meat of what you're trying to say. Even if it's just to be like, hey, you know, you were on my mind. I just wanted to hit you up and ask how you were doing. Make sure you were good. Da, 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 da. But all the, how you doing? What you, what, what you been? What's up? How are you? What's new? How you doing? Like that shit is annoying. And I'm, and I'm giving, I want him to have a seat and he is the poor unfortunate soul. But like I said, I want him to slide over a little bit for me and make room for me on that seat because I just should have not been responding all those years. But like I said, I didn't have an issue with the person. I just thought that he, that there was a purpose of behind all these messages, but there obviously isn't. And so I just chose not to respond because I felt like I, I just, huh, I just feel like it's, it's um, Groundhog's Day. It's just like, how you been? Then I'm going to say what, because at this point it's like, you're asking how I've been, but we don't have a real relationship. So you would, you would gag if I were just like, oh, I've been dealing with depression. Like, <laughs> like you don't, you know, so for the sake of, keeping it light, I would just say, oh, I've been great. And then you just say, okay. And it's just annoying. So that's my poor unfortunate soul. I know that was very long winded. I did not respond. If this person happens to hear this podcast, um, and even though you are in the poor unfortunate souls category, so it's probably kind of hard to come back from that. I don't have any negative feelings towards you at all. Like I don't, I don't have any negative feelings towards you. I just wish that if you had something that you wanted to say, you just would say it and stop with the how you know what you do, or da, 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 all of that. So if you hear this, I hope you're not salty, but I hate small talk and I don't know what's the intention behind the communication. This is why I didn't respond. Um, and that's just for anybody, not even just this person. I hate small talk, please. Like, ugh, no. So those are my two poor unfortunate souls for this episode. And we're going to come back with a quick wrap up. 
um, it's Sex in the City. So I wanted to thank you guys for tuning in again for another episode of my show. Before we get out of here, I wanted to just wrap up with two things about Venus Retrograde. And one, one thing that I didn't mention earlier, which I'm so sorry that I forgot, for couples, I spent a lot of time talking about like exes and singles and families and friends, but I didn't talk about couples. Um, couples, dear, dear couples, just be ready to have some kinks in your relationship. And I don't mean kinks like in a good way. I mean like difficult moments. Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to break up, but it's likely that things are going to come to the surface that just show you how you can strengthen your relationship, which is actually a good thing. Now, unfortunately, some couples are not going to make it through or um, some couples are going to realize that they are just parts of the relationship that can't be fixed. And um, maybe you guys aren't as compatible as you thought, which is also okay. It can be disappointing, but it's okay. So if you're in a relationship or if you are dating and you're, if you've already been having issues, they're likely to come more to the surface. Um, and even if you've been having, you know, great energy with your partner and things have been going fine, just kind of give yourself room to experience uh, some difficult moments and perhaps opportunities to have some difficult conversations. Now, with that being said, because of the timing of COVID, you probably are already a little bit more annoyed by your partners and with your partners than you normally would because you're spending more time up under them and you might not have as much time to yourself. So keep that in mind as well. Um, keep the quarantine and the energy of what's happening right now in mind as to why you may have more annoyances and more miscommunications than normal. But I just wanted to take a moment to talk about couples because I didn't want you guys to feel left out since I spent a lot of time talking about singles and exes and family. And my last um, tidbit about Venus retrograde is how you can self-love through it and how you can self-soothe and what you can do to kind of prepare for the things to come. So one of my favorite self-care rituals, which is also highlighted in my latest ebook, Coffee Spells, that you can purchase on my website. Um, a goddess bath. Goddess baths for the ladies or for men who are open open to doing them. I guess they would be god baths, godly baths. Um, goddess baths are a really good way to just get in tune with your feminine divine, ladies. Um, you can use your favorite flowers. I use my favorite roses and sunflowers and other healing herbs that are going to release that healing energy when they hit the hot water, the same way you steep herbs for tea. Um, goddess baths are a really good way to kind of just decompress from all the energy of Venus and to kind of get in tune with yourself, um, sensuality, sexuality, and self-care. So a goddess baths are a really good way. Um, dancing, any opportunity you have to move or wind your waist is going to be really good for your root chakra. That is something fun that you can do to get in motion and also kind of decompress without even trying. And if you happen to be someone who's working through parent wounds, especially mother wounds, you definitely want to 
do some root chakra work because your root chakra is um, connected to not only your relationship with your parents or your mother, but also your relationship with money, which is something that Venus rules over. So any root chakra work is going to be great for this time and it'll help you in ways that you didn't even realize um, throughout retrograde and just in life in general. So those will be my two recommendations for getting through um, the kinks of Venus retrograde. Of course, if you um, are in a relationship and you're in a good place, and this is definitely a time to explore um, the your connection, your intimacy and sexuality, and maybe try new things or figure out how you can strengthen you know, the sexual energy in your relationship. And that is not just reserved for couples. If you're single and you like to self-please, um, that is, you know, j- just as valid spending time with your own body, getting to know yourself, what you like, what feels good to you and what matters to you, what you value. Those are all very, very um, easy, helpful ways to just prepare for things to come and to relax and to strengthen yourself to get through retrograde. So I'm going to go ahead and check out. I hope that you guys were able to take away something valuable from um, this episode because Um, Like I said, I I just love Venus retrograde and I love being able to share these things with you because most people are just so familiar with Mercury, Mercury, Mercury. That's all we hear. Um, and And we have several planets in retrograde right now, but I wanted to focus on Venus because we all need the love and we all need um, to revisit whatever has happened so that we can strengthen the way we love each other and the way that we love ourselves. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, It's been great. And uh, stay safe and stay loving throughout COVID and um, for the foreseeable future. Text in the City, signing out.